Let's open up our Bibles to uh, Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3. Just one little verse here. Um, yeah, so it goes Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos. Amos chapter 3. Um, Yeah, so this this verse is uh, in in the middle of uh, the Lord uh, just saying how annoyed he is with uh, the nation of Israel, you know, um, that uh, he did so much for them. Uh, He called them his wife and uh, and they rejected him and went their own way and he's going through this uh, explanation of what sort of destruction will come on. So it's a a very negative chapter, but what, in a a part of that and explaining, you know, what went wrong, we have in verse 3, so Amos chapter 3 and verse 3 says quite simply here, can two walk together except they be agreed? And uh, and that's what the Lord's saying is, look, (laughs) once upon a time we were in agreement. Once upon a time... um, uh, I presented myself at Mount Sinai and said, hey, look, if, uh, if you follow my ways, um, then I'll bless you abundantly and all these sorts. And then Israel responded and said, yeah, we agree. And um, they were once in agreement. Of course, it waxed and waned, you know, as we see in our own lives, our own relationship with the Lord waxes and wanes. But, um, and so that when they were walking, to, when they were agreed, they could walk together. And then Israel, generation after generation, just did things their own way and they stopped uh, looking to the Lord and there was no agreeance and so they couldn't walk together. So, and even on a, a practical sense, um, you know, in life, um, if you have a friend even or, you know, a, a business partner or a spouse, you know, if you're not, uh, if you don't have the same goal, and you're um, tugging away at each other, like you can't achieve as much. And uh, especially in a, in a business partnership, you know, if you have the same business goals and you're working your energy toward that, you're both working together, you know, um, you're agree- in agreement and you can walk together. Um, the business uh, collapses when two... And we hear stories of that. Initially, uh, partners are have the same goal and then some, someone else, one of, one of the parties decides they want to do something else and, and a business collapses. Um, so it, we know from practical sense, uh, from experience, observations, all sorts of things, that uh, the only way two can walk together is uh, when they are agreed. And so the title of this talk is Walk Together with Christ. Okay? So obviously... Uh, the Lord wants us uh, to walk together with him, so let us be in agreement. okay? Um, Christ doesn't change. He's always there. So it's us that wobbles around. And, uh, and so uh, we, we need to be in agreement with him to walk with him. Uh, Romans chapter 8. I 
I um, I was talking to Ali recently, and um, Ali doesn't know what was going in my head um, at the time, but um, I uh, sorry, I'll just, um, I read this verse out a lot, <laughs> Romans eight verse one, <laughs> and. Um, and I, I was thinking, oh yeah, here I'm, I'm reading this out a lot because you know, like this, condemnation is a big part of our lives, you know. And uh, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, I uh, encourage the assembly, you know. That uh, but then <laughs> when I was talking to Ali, a little well, yeah, okay, maybe condemnation is a big part of my life. And <laughs> um, so uh, we'll read it here again in Romans chapter eight and verse one, and um, and it says here. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. And as I've said many times, uh, condemnation does not belong in the kingdom of God at all. Um, And where got a group of scriptures today about walking together with Christ. And I, I made that point that Christ is the same. And we wobble around, you know. Uh, so we have moments where we, we're not doing stuff that we want to be doing. And then we have moments where we're close and it's great, you know, and then wobble back out again. And it's just life. It's this whole spirit flesh thing. And so a big part of walking together with Christ is, yeah, okay, you wobble, but don't condemn yourself. <laughs> it's so important. You know, uh, we, we want, and it uses the word there, walk. We want to walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. So if we want to walk after the spirit, get rid of condemnation. It doesn't belong. And, and then after that, verse 2, it says, For the reason being, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So with this wobbling thing, you know, we're out here in uh, moments where we serve the things of of sin and death and then we come back and we're serving the things that uh, make us free and life and Christ. And so if we condemned ourselves, we're remembering the sin we did, uh, following the death, serving the flesh, that's condemnation. We're remembering what we've done. As Lord's saying, no, come back. You know, follow the law of the spirit of life and, uh, and look to the future. And uh, that's what it's about is walking together with Christ. You wobble, you might condemn for a bit, then, okay, I'm not allowed to condemn, then you come back. And then here we are walking together with Christ. And uh, it's an important part of our walk uh, in, uh, with Christ is uh, realising, having that mindset that, hey, condemnation doesn't belong. And, uh, and it uses the word there in, uh, in verse 2, hath made me free. Condemnation is not a position of freedom. It's a position of entrapment, um, uh, imprisonment. And uh, the Lord doesn't want us to be there. He wants us to be free. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And verse 34. 
Luke chapter 11 and verse 34. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. So uh, the light of the body is the eye, you know, and uh, uh, it's where we see, where we're guided, you know, um, we, we look where we're walking. And, uh, and so the Lord wants us to be focused on him and to walk in his light and, uh, and have him as the focus. And that was the background in the introduction is praying to the Lord first thing in the morning, making it your focus. That's where you're looking. And uh, the, the light of the body is the eye. And, uh, and then simple encouragement here is, look, even if the light in the light, uh, where's the, yeah, verse 35, take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. And uh, it seems a bit odd, the light that's in you being darkness. You know, they're opposites. But um, what the Lord's saying is, like, be careful, take heed. And take heed equals effort, doesn't it? When you're taking heed, there's a mindset uh, to, to put effort in to, to realise that, hey, look, I want to be walking in the light. I want the, the light, my whole body to be full of light and my eye being in the right spot. Um, and, uh, and that's the encouragement there. And, uh, and the type, of course, you've got a dark room um, and you just shine a little candle in the middle of the room and it lights the whole light room up. And it's just a little light there and it just changes everything and you can see clearly. And that's a big part as well of walking in the light and letting your eye be single that you see clearly. And we heard great testimony there about clarity, you know, uh, and that's what we get when we are walking in the light, walking together with Christ in unity uh, and in agreement. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. One John chapter four and verse one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So this whole spirit of Antichrist has always been around. Uh, verse 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world i.e. those um, that confess not that Jesus was come in the flesh, they are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. So uh, this is a great little passage. It's try the spirits. And, uh, you know, uh, just 
saying as well to Ali, like we are so fortunate to have the Bible where we can read things like this and we don't need to rely on people that had years of experience, but we've got it simply written here, oh, try the spirits. Well, what does that mean? Try the spirits. We've got the Holy Spirit in us. There are other spirits, other spirits that come from God and other spirits that do not come from God. And so the Lord wants us to try the spirits and test it out. And that's all part of this whole walking together with Christ. Are we following uh, desires that uh, are contrary or getting in the way even of our walk together with Christ? Like That's the title, walk together with Christ, be agreeance with Christ. And, uh, and there are things that get in the way or cloud it, you know, um, and like testimony as well, you know, the Lord asks us to uphold our testimony. Are there things in our testimony that we are doing that's getting in the way? You know, uh, it says uh, elsewhere that, um, that we don't want people uh, speaking of us evil, of evil, uh, not to be evil spoken of. And uh, like, is, is there something in our testimony that we are continually doing that is getting in the way? And the Lord's saying, well, look, try the spirits, you know? Like, yeah, the word spirits, and we've heard uh, other talks about like even the word devil and angel and things like this, um, they're, they're very uh, uh, like nebulous terms that have been um, used in ways by religion to make them seem like bizarre creatures and things. But here... Like, try the spirits. It's not like, ooh, spirits, you know, like, like ghosts and things. No, like, it's, it can be just what we're doing, you know. Try the spirits. What are we doing that's getting in the way? Um, um, you know, or like, you know, again, <laughs> referring to prayer, like, try the spirits. So, prayer in the spirit, praying in tongues, yeah, that's of God. That's a good thing, you know, going off, uh, doing something else. Uh, you look at it and think, no, that's not a good thing. Uh, reading the Bible, try that spirit. That's a good thing. That comes from God. You know, um, you, you try these things and work them out. Or, you know, what's often um, referred to in this as well is people and their philosophies, their ideas, their instructions, what they say. You know, you try them. Oh, that's not good advice. I won't do that. That is good advice. I'll do that. And, uh, and look, we all, uh, I've said before, that uh, we all as human beings, we say and do things that are great and we say and do things that aren't great. We have fruit in our lives and we have weeds in our lives. Uh, what we say and do are weeds or what we say and do is fruit. And the Lord's saying, look, have, have that um, acumen about you to, uh, to try these things. And uh, um, because we are of God, Okay, the spirit that dwells within us is of God. And then it says little children, right? Um, it doesn't say you are of God people. It's got you are of God little children, okay? And now um, what I think of there is this nurturing aspect, you know, little children. That's, that's how God sees us, little children, you know, uh, cute little children that uh, are so nice and lovely. You know, he sees us like that. We are these cute little children in the eyes of the Lord. 
And, uh, and he, as a result, that, that outpouring of um, compassion toward us, as a result of that. And, uh, and so he wants to help us. Uh, and, uh, and then it says, look, little children, you've overcome them. So uh, do not be afraid, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Okay? And so we have help. God is our help. He wants to walk together with us. And he wants us to walk together with him, and he's helped us, giving us the Holy Spirit. Um, John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 1. John chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Okay? And we see that when we're out out and about witnessing to people, you know, um, they're just happy doing their own thing, you know, uh, happy following the instructions that comes from the world and they don't comprehend that there's this light in their life. And, uh, and the thing is, as well, sometimes we're pottering about our own lives and, uh, and we can forget, have a moment of forgetness and uh, forgetfulness and, uh, and then wait, the light, let the light let us comprehend the light, you know, and, and that's why meetings are just so good, rubbing shoulders with people in the meeting and remembering that, hey, look, we are part of this light. The light is shining in the darkness. It's all true. We're reminding each other about what's written in the Bible that will never, ever change, um, and we comprehend the light. We comprehend the, uh, the spirits that are from God. You know, yes, the Holy Spirit, but all these other bits and pieces as well associated with growing in the Lord and uh, getting stronger in the things of the Lord and um, having that, uh, that clarity of um, understanding what's not of the Lord. And then, well, I paused there because that's what I was thinking. In the introduction, I was talking about um, like paganism, how similar it was. And then today, like how... Um, Spiritual things are so similar to what God wants, and so, but it gives us that glaring uh, clarity, even if there is similarities. Uh, the philosophies of the world, you know, like I said, some people have written books, uh, so many pages of philosophies that line up with aspects in the Bible based on their observations. But it doesn't mean you follow that. Uh, it's close, but it gives us this glaring, obvious thing so that there, we see the chasm between the two. You know, even though when you nut it down, oh, that seems similar. No, this is what we've got the whole package here uh, of the kingdom of God. And, uh, and, and we comprehend what that light is and we, we go to it like a moth at night time. Uh, we left the doors open once a while ago and the lights on and moths came everywhere. That's what we're like. And uh, we comprehend it. We want to be there. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 
and verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. It says here, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? I mean, uh, it doesn't make sense, light and darkness. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Which is basically the same thing. Like you read that, what concord hath Christ with Belial? You could read it, uh, and what concord hath light with darkness? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters with the Lord Almighty. And so the Lord has made us different. Whether we like it or not, he's made us different. And um, he's filled us with the Holy Spirit. We are this light in a dark place. What communion hath the two? You know, how can the two walk together? Uh, They're not in agreement. Um, and um, and then it says there in 16, halfway through, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I'll be their God and they shall be my people. It's just this very close, intimate relationship. He'll, he'll dwell in us and he'll walk in us, you know, and help us to walk together. That's how God's designed it. And, uh, and so at the start there, like... Um, Understand the difference, you know. Understand the difference, and uh, and don't be ashamed of being different, uh, because, well, we are. <laughs> we can't avoid that. We are different, and uh, praise the Lord for that. We have a different life to lead now. Um, we're we're in a position where we we choose. Um, who we spend time with. We have a a decision on um, what uh, line of work we take. You know, uh, is it getting in the way of meetings? Is it uh, getting in the way of um, things in my life? We have uh, decisions to make that we can, and they're tough. Look, hey, don't get me wrong. Um, It's funny how time, you forget the impact. But um, I was reflecting on it a couple of weeks ago and I thought, gee, in that first year of coming to the Lord, blimey, the, the things that need to be cleaned up out of my life and the hard decisions, gut-wrenching, um, heartbreaking decisions that I had to make um, just to, to get right you know, and, and, and walk together with Christ. It's, it's tough. And, um, but the Lord's encouraging us to do that. Um, and um, and then, yeah, with time, it's kind of in the past, you know, because we've got that close relationship. We are agreeing with the things that the Lord wants us to agree with, and we're walking and, and receiving the blessings. And, uh, and so it, it, it's what the Lord wants because before being filled with the Holy Spirit, what is it? You know, we're following the things of the world. We're following what we know, uh, what we think's best. You know, so of course there's there's difference there. But uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, we come back and we're drawn to the light. 
Um, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And verse 19. John chapter 14. And verse 19. Says here, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live. Ye shall live also. Sorry, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I'll love him. And will manifest myself to him, show himself. And so this follows on from the previous scripture, but, but emphasizes it more here, where it says, um, uh, where was it? Oh, yeah, verse 20. Uh, it says, I am in my Father. Jesus Christ is saying that he's in his Father. And then it says further that we are in Jesus and Jesus is in, his, is in us. So we're all together. We're all close there, and, uh, and I brought that out recently. Um, and, um, and that part at the end of verse 19, because I live, you shall live also. Okay? We know Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He lives today. He's sitting on the right hand of God. He's alive. And as long as Jesus Christ is alive, we also will live and live in the light. And so uh, it's just so wonderful that uh, we know that. And... Uh, we're not beating about trying to work out what's right. You know, we know that. Jesus Christ lives. I mean, it, it, it follows on also from a, a previous scripture that, uh, you know, that the spirit that confesses that Jesus came in the flesh. Well, the spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is alive today, you know, uh, that's what we know. He's living. And uh, as a result of him living, we live also. And, uh, and so we... Uh, the Lord wants us to walk together with Christ. Well, it makes it a lot easier to walk together with Christ if Christ is still alive, you know, and, uh, and he uh, is alive, working in our lives. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. It says there that uh, we are in him and him in us, and then uh, we are in the Father to walk together. Um, chapter 17, John chapter 17. And verse 13, John chapter 17 and verse 13. And Jesus speaking again here. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. This is a prayer to his father. So it says there, and now I come to thee. Uh, that's Jesus saying to his father, I, I will come to you. Um, verse 14, I have given them, this is uh, his disciples, thy word, and the world ha hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So that could also be like he's given the word to his disciples. As a result of that, the world has hated them. But you could also say, well, he's given the world the word. You know, he was there, he didn't discriminate. He was talking to everyone, uh, gave them, the world, the word, but the world hated them, i.e. hated his words. Uh, it's another way of looking at it uh, because 
The words that he spoke are not of the world, uh, even as also Jesus Christ and his, uh, those that are uh, true Christian, anointed by, by God, are not of the world. Verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. And there, um, you know, like them obviously refers to the disciples. You know, don't take them out of the world, but leave them there because they will be witnesses. They will then go about uh, preaching the gospel. And there's a firm prayer here to keep them from the evil, you know, that they may continue to be separate and uh, uh, still able to preach the truth. Um, And this prayer as well, uh, I won't harp on this, but, Anymore, but if it's if you look at it as his word that went out into the world, uh, keep that word separate to the world so it's not sullied by the world, so it's not mixed up, and and uh, the water doesn't become muddy. It's pure uh, in the world, so that uh, then you know there's that this definite difference here, and we read that there's this whole clarity of you know structure that uh, the words. Uh, that Jesus spoke is light and the world is darkness and look, keep them separate. You know, if they, they start mixing up, you don't end up with that purity and that wonderful light. So uh, verse uh, 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, make them separate through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself. For their sakes he separated himself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. And that's us. We are those people which shall believe on him through their word. Verse 21. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. You know, there's that unity, that agreeance, where they can walk together. Verse 23, I in them, thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. You know, that whole testimony thing. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou hast loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have Declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. So it's a lot of things, I in them, and um, uh, we in him, and the Father in him, and him in the Father. Uh, This is the third one (laughs) that we've read. Does it make it clear that we're all together? Uh, We are walking together in Christ, and... uh, um, and this prayer is, is an incredible prayer 
of Jesus Christ. Um, he knew that he had to leave the world uh, in the flesh. He knew that. And he knew also uh, for simple uh, practical reasons, those people filled with the Holy Spirit had to stay on earth. There was stuff to do. And, uh, and so there's these people, and it says here, that verse 24, Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. So Jesus desired to take these people straight away to be up there, uh, or wherever it is, uh, up, there, up there where he is so that he can, they can behold his glory. That's his desire. But no, it can't be. This light has to be in the dark place. It has to be. And, um, and that's part of God's plan. And if we, as the light, being in a dark place, there's effort required to continually look to God, look to him, look to the light, walk together with Christ, um, be moulded, be refined, uh, so that we are walking together, forward, growing, bearing fruit. And it's all part of Jesus' prayer here to God. And I just thought then that uh, Jesus now is about 33 and a half years old, so he spent a few years uh, dwelling in a human's body, uh, understanding uh, more so uh, what problems there are dwelling in a human body. And he comes here about ready to sacrifice offer himself up for a sacrifice and there's this prayer to God is like, please keep them pure, keep them separate, sanctify them, remember them that, uh, that indeed I dwell in them and I in you. You know, remember that. You know, it's this point, it's like 33 and a half years, right, I managed to make it, please Lord, help them to make it also. Okay? There's compassion there as well, a lot of compassion from experience and understanding. Uh, penultimate scripture, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. Just one verse. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. It says here, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And that's the, that's the key that I was after was that last little bit there. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then you go backwards. Uh, if Because it says there, for, he's explaining, for he has said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Okay? That's what he said. And as a result of that, we don't need to have actions that are covered up with covetousness. As a result of uh, him saying he'll never leave us or forsake us, we can be content with such things as we have. Um, and it's so important. He will always be in us. We know that. We read it, we hear it a lot, you know, um, where no matter what's going on in our life, no matter where we are, we know Jesus Christ is still in us. We can still speak in tongues. And it's written here, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's just waiting for us to turn around and say, right, I want to follow the light again. 
I want to be together with Christ again. I want to walk together with him. I want to agree. I want him to agree with me. Um, because, hey, it's pretty easy to agree with him, isn't it? So uh, I want him to agree with me. And then we walk together. Because he'll never, ever leave us. And, uh, and that big thing, especially today, it seems, although there's nothing new under the sun, be content with such things as you have. Okay, that's an inner peace. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 to finish up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Okay, and we, we read that and, yep, God's prepared something pretty amazing for us. And because of the natural mind, we can't comprehend it. We, uh, we can get a snippet of it uh, through reading the Bible, but then we often stop there, but have a look at the next verse. And it says, verse 10, But... God hath revealed them to us by his spirit. There you go. Isn't that amazing? Like we think, oh, this, this whole heaven thing and what he's reserved for us, uh, it just doesn't make sense. We know it's good. But through the spirit, he's actually revealed to us. You know, we get a snippet of what heaven's going to be like. Uh, dwelling with him without this uh, vile body, dwelling with him forever in the spiritual, our new name, our true name, he's revealed it through the Spirit. These things that he has prepared for us that love him. So it's not this uh, distant thing beyond imagination anymore. He's revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. See, that ties in with that revealing them unto us by his Spirit, that we may know and comprehend what he's given to us. As we read before, that, um, you know, uh, uh, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can we know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual Judges, judgeth all things, tries the spirits, understands the difference between what's of God and what's not of God. Yet he himself is judged of no man. We're free. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Interesting passage there. We have the mind of Christ. He's, it's like um, I often think, you know, he's filled us with the Holy Spirit. Uh, because we called out, we had a desire to know, 
Now he's filled with the Holy Spirit. It's like he's wrapped this rope around us and he's pulling us along. <laughs> you know, like he's actually putting a lot of effort in. Come this way. Come this way. You know, have that mindset, that mind of Christ. Say, right, okay, I can feel the tugging. And we do. It's a true feeling. I've definitely felt it to, uh, to look back to him and follow his ways. It's, it's put, he's put that instinct in us. And because uh, he, he's revealed so much to us, even uh, the things of the kingdom of God. I say that with a grin because I used to think the kingdom of God was what we call heaven. But we are in the kingdom of God today. We're part of the kingdom of God today. So when we lay up treasure in heaven, in the kingdom of God, we've got it today. You know, this mind of Christ, this understanding this revelation all these things come with time and it's just so fantastic that it, it encourages us to continue to be in agreement with him knowing that there's just wonderful things in store if over this short time we've lived so far we've experienced so much learned so much grown so much well what else is there what more can we look forward to so let us uh Continue to walk together with Christ. Thank you.